At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Laptop, written by GTrip14. I messed up pretty bad on this one. I just needed a laptop but didn't have a lot of cash to get one. My final essays to graduate high school were getting close. School had a computer lab but there was no free time during the day to use them. New York City isn't cheap. After dad left, mom had to get a second job. And I had to start working part time after school at Miss Vitali's corner store just to help make the bills. By the time I got off, the school's lab was closed and I was shit out of luck. I managed to save up a hundred bucks over the course of a few months, but it wasn't even enough to buy the most reasonable Chromebook on the market at the time. As I walked home after school one day, I mentioned to my friend Nathan that I was hoping to find a cheap laptop online. I wish I'd never mentioned it. There's a guy who sells computers and shit out of a van behind Pizza Mike's near your house, he said coolly. He sets up back there every Friday. I bought some AirPods off him a few weeks ago for 20 bucks. Stuff's probably stolen, but hey, it's cheap. That sounds too shady, man. I replied. Besides, what if I give him all the money I've got and the laptop craps out on me? Suit yourself, man, Nathan said. Just trying to help you out. Against my better judgment, I headed to Pizza Mike's the following Friday. And there was just enough time between school and work to see if the guy had a laptop worth buying. I wore a ridiculous hoodie and dark sunglasses, thinking it helped me keep a low profile. I walked down the alley and saw a balding, middle-aged man with a potbelly sitting out the back of his van, swinging his legs. He looked like a middle school math teacher. Not at all the hard-hearted criminal my teenage mind had concocted. And as I walked closer... He tossed a hand in the air to greet me. How can I help you today, secret agent? (laughs) He said with a laugh. You're taking a big risk breaking your cover to talk to a guy like me. Your disguise would be a lot more useful if you didn't have a name tag on for Miss Vitali's corner store. I looked down to see that I had absentmindedly put on my work name tag. So much for keeping a low profile. Are you the guy that sells cheap tech stuff? I asked, staring at the ground. My friend said you may be able to get me a laptop for pretty cheap. The man hopped down from the van and reached inside, dragging a heavy rubber tote to the edge. He pulled the lid off. 
I looked inside and saw dozens of laptops lined up inside like hanging folders. I got MacBooks for 500, a few gaming laptops for 400, some what you got for 100? I asked, cutting him off. He looked at me with frustration and rubbed his hand over his shiny scalp. Ah, kid, a hundred bucks ain't really gonna... You know what? Hang on. He reached to the very back of the tote and pulled out a black, scuffed laptop and extended it to me. I took it and opened it, cradling it in my left arm, punching the power button. I watched as it booted up and loaded an older version of Windows. It's all I can do for a hundred, my man, he said. It ain't much, but you can check your Facebook or whatever you goofy kids are doing these days. Is it stolen? I asked. He rolled his eyes. A hundred bucks, you want it or not? I slapped the money in his hand and hurried off to work. I hurried home after work with a new laptop in my backpack. Mom wasn't home from her second job yet, so I sat down at the kitchen table and pulled out the computer. The casing was scuffed up, but there was no major damage. My heart thundered with a mixture of pride and apprehension. I pushed up the screen and hit the power button. The bright screen filled the darkness of the empty apartment. Excitedly, I began to mouse through the start menu to see what programs were already installed. It only took me a moment to see that whoever had used this computer hadn't wiped away their information. There were the standard web browsers you would expect, Chrome, Firefox, and Edge, and in the lower right-hand corner of the screen two icons I had never seen before. The first was a purple circle called Tor Browser. I knew from some of my tech classes that this would allow you to have access to the dark web, but I'd never used it. The second icon looked like a dungeon key from The Legend of Zelda. The name on it was The Treasure Chest. I double-clicked the icon, and a small error message popped up, letting me know that I needed an active internet connection to log on. Mom and I both had cell phones, but hadn't ever needed the internet service before. I went to the Wi-Fi icon on the taskbar and opened it. 20 or 30 Wi-Fi signals from my building popped up, but most of them were password locked. As I scrolled down, I saw Jameson Wi-Fi required no password. Mr. Jameson was an older man who lived two doors down the hall. I figured he wouldn't mind if I used his Wi-Fi, but I wish I had never done it. Poor Mr. Jameson. After the laptop registered the Wi-Fi signal, 
I double-clicked the key icon again. This time, it began to load. The screen popped up and I could hardly believe my eyes. It was a Bitcoin wallet. I began to scan the information when my heart nearly jumped into my throat. The balance was 174 Bitcoin. Even with the wild fluctuation of cryptocurrency, I knew instantly that this had to be well worth over a million dollars. My pulse raced as my mind swam with the possibilities. Before I could fully register what I had found, a black window popped up in the middle of the screen. The white text began to appear more quickly than I could read it. At first, I thought it was an error message, but I quickly realized someone was sending a message directly to my laptop. Hello, thief. I didn't think you would be stupid enough to actually use this computer. I have your IP address now and soon enough I'll have your address. I'm coming to get what belongs to me. See you soon. I tried to find a place to reply to the message. To explain to the mysterious person where I had gotten the computer. That it was all an honest mistake. But there was no reply box. Only the flashing white text on the black screen. See you soon. I slammed the computer closed and slid it back into my backpack. At the time, I thought it was some sort of joke. But the next morning brought a hellish reality. The next morning... I awoke to the sounds of loud voices and stomping feet in the hallway. When I went to the kitchen, mom was cooking breakfast. She looked haggard, but smiled at me and put a plate on the table. What's going on outside? I asked as I stuffed scrambled eggs in my mouth. Sounds like a party out there. Mom froze and looked down at the counter. Mr. Jameson down the hall was murdered last night, she said morosely. Someone stabbed him to death and stole a laptop bag out of his apartment. Sad stuff. You didn't see anyone strange wandering around yesterday, did you? The laptop... It had to be a coincidence. No, I said. No, I didn't see anyone. I've got to get to school, Mom. I love you. I grabbed my backpack and slipped out the door. Down the hall, I could see a swarm of police officers standing outside of Mr. Jameson's apartment. A group of EMTs were pushing a stretcher out, covered with a long white sheet. I almost vomited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The entire day at school, my mind was consumed with the laptop and Mr. Jameson. I looked through the news feeds on my phone all day to look for updates on his murder. But there were only two short stories sharing the same information that my mother had told me. Seems one old man in a city of millions hadn't warranted much attention from the media. I continued doom-scrolling through various crime stories through the day when another one caught my eye. Marcus DeLong, 46, was found stabbed to death in his van behind Pizza Mike's last night at approximately 11 p.m. The deceased had a long criminal history of technology theft and illegal sales. No suspects had been named at the time. Creeping nausea that had haunted me since that morning finally won over and I vomited onto my desk. All the students around me scattered away as my entire breakfast made its way onto the floor. I grabbed my books and bag and headed for the door. The school nurse called my mother and suggested to her that I go home for the day to get some rest. My mother agreed and told me that she would come home to check on me but I begged her to stay at work and just let me rest. We needed the money and couldn't afford for both of us to be off work. She reluctantly agreed and I began to walk home. There was no food left in my stomach, but I fought the urge to dry heave during my entire walk. It seemed impossible that two murders were a coincidence. The same day I brought a laptop out of a van, two people had lost their lives that were directly or indirectly related to it. A few blocks from my house, my cell phone began to vibrate in my pocket, figuring it was my mom texting to check on me. I pulled it out and entered my password to turn it on there was a text message but it wasn't my mother the numbers were just a bunch of zeros your heart hit to find too bad about Marcus and the old man but I'll find you see you soon I tried to reply to the message but before I could it vanished For a few weeks after that, things were calm. I had thought about contacting the police a thousand times, but I was never brave enough to pull the trigger. Buying stolen property and inadvertently causing two murders seems like more that I could explain, but the guys seemed to have given up. I didn't use the laptop again. 
but it still sat under my bed. Miss Vitali agreed to allow me to work on my school papers in the back office of her shop when we didn't have customers. It was a small relief, but the guilt of everything that had happened still weighed heavily on my mind. I hardly slept or ate. I was in the back finishing one of my term papers when the door chime rang. I stood up from my desk and walked behind the counter. A middle-aged man wearing a hoodie stood at the deli counter, so I walked over. What can I do for you today, sir? I asked. How about a turkey and a rye? He replied. Add mustard and American cheese. Sure thing, I replied. Anything else? Yes, he said, pulling a knife from the inside of his jacket. I want my laptop back, you little thief. The man pointed the knife at me and I pressed myself against the back while behind the deli counter. I couldn't see the top of his face because of the drooping hoodie, but I could see a wicked grin stretched across his mouth. My hand fumbled on the counter beside me, trying to find the bread knife. I don't have it, I muttered. It isn't here. I got rid of it. You had better take me to wherever you stashed it, kid, he spat. The man was walking slowly toward the gap between the register and the deli counter. I was boxed in. I know you found my stash and I want it back. If you don't want me to cut you up like the other two, we had better go get it. He walked into the area behind the deli counter and I panicked. Grabbing wildly, I found the handle of the bread knife and leaped over the deli counter into the center of the store. I started to run toward the back and I could hear the man's feet slamming against the floor as he trailed me. Slamming the back door open, I darted down the maze of alleys behind the store. I heard the door hit the wall again as the man continued behind me. The sounds of his footfalls were getting closer and closer. Running as fast as I was able to for a few blocks. I entered Central Park from West 72nd Street and began sprinting toward the lake. I screamed for help the entire time I ran. The stone-faced New Yorkers turned a blind eye to me, just like I had ignored a million wild scenes in my day-to-day life. Occasionally, I would look over my shoulder to see if the man was still trolling behind me and he was closer each time I looked back. I knew eventually that he would catch up with me. Finally, I made it into the tree cover and strawberry fields. Crouching low to the ground, I hid behind a huge elm. The man had seen me go in, but there was a chance he hadn't seen me try to stash myself away. Quiet and stressful minutes passed and I didn't hear or see the man. The knife was still clutched tightly in my hand 
as I poked my head out from behind the tree and scanned the field. He was gone. The game's over, kid. I heard his voice say from behind me. Take me to the laptop or I'll... His words fell silent as I spun around and plunged the blade into his chest. I felt the brittle steel of the knife snap inside of him and I released it. He stumbled back a few feet, clutching at the handle, and fell to his back. I stood there in shock for a few moments. He didn't move and there was no sign of breathing. And in a panic, I ran from the woods back to my mother's apartment. It's been six months since I stabbed a man in the park. No stories hit the papers or any news feeds that I could find. The guilt of killing him weighed heavily, but I soothed myself by mentally insisting it all had been self-defense. I also got the laptop out this morning. I was wrong, I know, but all the Bitcoin in that wallet could have helped my mother out a lot. She's worked and struggled for so many years that the risk seemed worth it. I fired up the old laptop and clicked on the key logo one final time. My eyes glowed as I looked at the life-changing lines of blockchain code. I was about to start transferring the coins to sell when a black window with white text popped up. The knife didn't go deep enough. See you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please consider becoming a member of my Patreon page, where you can have access to over 200 episodes with no ads, no promo, no bullshit. Just scary stories which you can download or listen to through an exclusive podcast feed. You will have access to the entire Scarecast catalog, my bedtime story collection, and over 40 episodes never before released on the podcast. You can join today by visiting patreon.com slash the scarecast. All information will be posted in the description of this episode. Also, follow my Instagram at the scarecast for podcast updates. As always, be safe out there and until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.